Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, you can go through your career without ever managing a big club, right? We're bottom of the championship. It's still Sunderland Football Club. So that's 47,000 fans. They may not all be coming at the minute, but they're still there. Huge football club. You know, and the temptation to be a part of that and, and try to make a difference here. It's too big for me. Along to the Wise Wednesday podcast, where we are going to discuss the beginning of a new era, the latest era when it comes to managers and Sunderland. Of course, Grayson got the bullet a couple of weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah, well, we're gonna well, we're gonna talk about um, the, the club's <laughs> approach to that. Um, myself, Stephen Goldsmith, and Gareth Barker are joined tonight by regulars Rory Fallow and Frankie Francis as well. How are you Hi. doing, guys? Very well, thank you. So you didn't lean in enough. You said you were going to lean in. I did lean in. It's not <laughs> it was like, a, it was not, a pretty not... significant lean. Yeah. Yeah. There was a step involved. It wasn't just a lean. It was a walk. Mm, a, str- a stride. A short stroll. So I think you need to do a, like a lunge in. I'll do a lunge. That was I'm okay. How are you guys? That, that's great. Like, well lunged. <laughs> Beautiful delivery. Positive and negative news, really, isn't it? Where with the Coleman thing, I think people are generally positive about that. We'll read the results of the poll we had out on Twitter. Negative, though. I mean, Sunderland have gone and set another record, and this one mm. is an English club record of the, the most amount of games at home without a win in the league. Which, even by our standards, that's that's supreme. That isn't it. I was looking at the the previous ones off the top of my head. And um, they're all quite recent, actually. Sort of in the last 20 years, I think. So, you know, we could hope, we're hopeful that they'll get broken by somebody else. <laughs> Just like Derby County. Yeah, I think, they, they, I think they were one of them. Oh, Mint. Um, Esteemed I think, company. I think they were one of them. I can't, I, the Forest, was Forest, yeah. Forest had 19, I think. So, And that was quite recent as well. So, yeah. I'm going to dive straight in with the poll results, I think. Because uh, the results have just come in, we don't have a drum roll or anything to put on. Like we're, not that organized. <laughs> we're not that organised. We're not <laughs> that results. polished. Yeah. Um, but quite, quite over. You know, quite substantial, as you would have thought. Uh, the, the, the op- well, the question was happy with Coleman. Basically, uh, the three options were happy, not happy, or unsure. Because it's all right to sit on the fence. Sometimes you might not be sure about something. You don't have to go in one camp. Uh, happy was eighty nine percent. Big so percentage. Big yeah. percentage. Landslide. Especially mm. when with three options there. So. Un- unsure nine percent and not happy only two percent. I so. mean, with, with unhappy uh, is 
what would you rather? Unless that's like... Could have been some Mags hijacking it. That bloke who rang in Five Live yeah. who wanted Peter Reed and Kevin Phillips as, as his assistant. Two human Who was human? That would be it. There would be those types of people who wanted that thing to happen. Just, I mean, it'll have to happen we eventually. We should have waited for Pulis, maybe. It'll have to happen eventually, that will, just to try. When Coleman goes... Yeah. And um, give John O'Shea as well. He'll have to as well. Shall we be nice about the club, Gareth, or not? What do you or, mean? Because... It's it's a good appointment and an appointment that none of us expected. However, led to believe Coleman approached the club and offered his his services. Really? We spoke about this on Saturday on the live show. Can you remember? Oh no, I was <laughs> probably doing drinking. <laughs> the morning after doing more drinking. Yeah, yeah. probably that. Yeah, a bit well, hazy. That's, that's you know that's that's the gen. He does seem very. I know you could say this about Grayson as well. He seemed very. Sort of proud to be here, enthusiastic for it, but it's like the way Coleman's talking about it is so mm. like arrogant, really, isn't and it? And it's important to sit to stress, isn't it, that when any new manager starts, we are generally pleased with the first press conference. Oh, yeah, even David Moyes had one when he was speaking about Corner. Well, I think we were like waxing lyrical and saying, Oh, he had the press eating out of his hands there, but that was the only one time mm. I can remember that happening. I think the difference with this is, I'm not sure as a fan. I felt like this where I, c- I couldn't get enough of what he was saying yeah, today yeah. when I was reading um, when I was reading the Echo when I, when I was in the office earlier and I was reading bits on the Echo and then I, I watched the 17 minute press conference uh, I did squeeze all this in the break by the way um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I was doing all that and I, I was thinking I can't get enough and I was thinking about coming in here and chopping some audio down tonight we probably won't do that because we might be overdoing it actually if, uh, if people ha- are like me and I would say I, I'm not sure the last manager had that impact. Even I, though I was really happy with Moyes at first, yeah. and I was always really happy with Allardyce, I, I, it's, it's possibly keen, I think. I was thinking the since. same thing, and you'd probably say, in terms of interesting viewing, it was would probably be to Canio when he first came in. I know, obviously, that mm. went terrible and wasn't a very good appointment at all, but in terms of like when they first came in or first yeah, no, first possibly speaking. Possibly, that's a good shout, yeah. Um, but with Coleman, it was just everyone has been saying we need this, like, well, not everyone, but a lot of supporters have been saying we need this kind of like Roy Keane type figure, someone really sure of themselves, going to shake things up a little bit, doesn't care if the players get along with them. And you got that in about five minutes of Col- Coleman's first interview with the club. He said, even said, I don't care if the players don't like us. And just, again, seems so arrogant and sure of himself. It was like. But articulate. At the same time, yeah, yeah, exactly. Intelligent. And it would be it would be harsh to have a go at Grayson who struggled to articulate himself, didn't he? Yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be on that. But it's that right, Frankie? He did struggle to articulate himself, didn't he? <laughs> well, it might be. <laughs> but I mean, he's um, not going to do it. He does a brilliant Simon Grayson impression, Frankie. He shared this well, maybe, um, talent maybe when with he warms him. Up. For the, when the, you bring the flat back, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll never we'll never hear it then. <laughs> I shouldn't come in with that though. But at a time when I think, especially when you're struggling and fans and players. Are looking for a bit of leadership, you, you you would like your manager to come across a little bit measured and articulate and intelligent, and not he just struggled to get his words out in the right order, Grayson, didn't he? A lot of cliches would fire out of the wrong place, a lot of football cliches, and and he put his terminology would be all mixed up and stuff, and he shouldn't be judged on that. But it seems I, very I think considered, it makes a doesn't he? Coleman very focused. That's the impression he gives. He's like, yeah, this is the job I've taken on. I know what the situation is now, where we need to be, and then going to, it's about finding out a way to do it. And, you know, I don't think he particularly, he hasn't set any expectations in, in terms of whether it, because he keeps almost talking about, you know, well, it might not be me who turns yeah. it around, but yeah, I've got an idea about how to do it. And 
You he's saying I'm sure other managers have said similar things to me as well, yeah. and he's saying you know we'll talk about relegation battle if we're still here with ten games left of the season. He's, he's carefully he's saying all the things that other managers say, but he's being careful with the words. On that as well, I thought one thing words things. One thing that was really interesting was what they said about the budget. They were really mm. clear to be like we I'm probably going to have to sell someone to raise a bit of money. Whereas if you remember Grace, the thing with Grayson and Bain in the summer where it was like, we don't have the biggest budget, mm. but we don't have the smallest budget. Mm. And that's you do back. have the smallest budget. We, <laughs> you do. You quite clearly have a very small budget of which you've messed half a million of that up on Jason Steele. Um, but we won't go into that. <laughs> we'll probably you've come had to another goal. goalkeepers this yeah, week. Well, Thank you very much. I might get a on mention, that, just really quick, another tangent. Another tangent. <laughs> I know all the goalkeeping, all the goals are hilarious, <laughs> but does anyone else keep watching our equaliser just being oh, like, great. what is he trying to do for that? The worst one, wasn't it? Because yeah. like, at least you can explain, like, Reuters, like, that's just, he's trying to catch yeah. the ball, it slipped through his, Reuters Reuters and it slipped through his hands. Reuters had a David Best moment when he played for Chelsea, he led a couple of goals in, where the ball, like, just wriggled through his legs and, and and yeah but yeah. I mean David Besson did it did it twice I remember David Besson <laughs> he was dad I know <laughs> <laughs> David Besson well it's just like it's Andy, like, it's like Andy, Andy Andrew Cole, Cole, middle, yeah, yeah, well that's, right, that's what the coach no, was no, saying and, David call, William Besson <laughs> Andy Cole's just now Andrew uh, yeah but didn't he come out and say I don't know why people ever called us Andy Cole <laughs> yeah. he named Andrew <laughs> so I'm just giving Dave, David the, yeah. the benefit of the doubt and yeah. giving him his, his full just name in case in case he's listening, says, I don't know where you got Dave from. It's always been David. David Besson sounds like when you replace a swear word. Like, it's like Gordon Bennett or what's his name? David Besson. It's like what you would say when you saw what Reuter had done. That Reuter was doing. He yeah. the David Besson. Well, it would actually, it would actually fit, wouldn't yeah, it? It would, it would, yeah. does, it does it would fit in. It did yeah. actually cross my mind that when they were lining up to take the second free kick from what looked like from behind the goal in identical position, the same guy, and, you, and, and the whole ground were almost expecting that to go in, yeah. thinking you can't do it again. And I actually did think of that Dave Besant moment when he yeah. played for Chelsea, and he let two goals in a short space of time. I can't remember what it is now. I, I, I'm, I should have maybe looked, looked that up before mm-hmm. I came on, but he did it in, in one game, and I, it actually crossed my mind, thinking this could be his Besant moment, this. Maybe and then sure enough, wrong. it came over... And it was so. St- I mean, well, you the first it, one was David, bad. The second one was just as bad, wasn't David it? David Besant free kick errors and Google searches. <laughs> Do you mean Dave Besant free kick errors? <laughs> anyway, we've probably done that joke too much now. Yeah, talk about it again, probably. Sorry, the well, bad what, thing. What, bad is anything thing. anybody can talk about? At least, at least we'll always remember that game of football. I mean, like forever. Wait, in twenty years' time, that game will be remembered. And you can see, I oh, remember that game when uh, <laughs> I was sitting there. Right let those two in, and oh, their keeper just. Well, what, how could he even describe that? You he didn't throw it in. He didn't punch he just, it. He clapped it. Like, in it didn't almost, even. Didn't it didn't he? even you can't the even. That's how much of a mess he was in the back. <laughs> <then. laughs> you can't even see what body part he hit it with. It just. Yeah. He seems I to. His head. I thought he it was his head. To, like I thought he'd missed it with his hands and then like nutted it in. He seems to, mm. to dive and the ball changes trajectory and he's in the back of the net and I'm. It doesn't matter how many times you watch your back, you're not sure what happened. What yeah. what part of his body had hit? No. It, Did it even go how in? How his body ended up to change trajectory as much as the ball did and end up in the back of the net it was bizarre I like to think he was sitting in the dressing room as well <laughs> um, saying that for their keepers had a right nightmare <laughs> <laughs> you never catch me doing that <laughs> never catch catch him doing yeah, that yeah yeah good yeah. It's just a, I mean it's just championship isn't it I mean I don't remember it's not a championship that I man. don't remember the goalkeepers being as bad like ten years ago no, that's, I mean, not, the, that's not championship standard. but no that's but like not. we've had like that fella at Brentford obviously chucking one in yeah 
And, and then they played Leeds a week did, later, did the and, and the Leeds keeper yeah. did it, and he did it in the same keep, game. Like, oh, so they, I thought the Sheffield United keeper was like massively unconvincing. Like, is it Blackman? I think it is. Just, my, my, I, I always like stuff like I just remember thinking like seeing keepers come in, they just look unconvinced. Still, all better than ours, like, but. When 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 goalkeepers have, have an impact, and obviously Sunderland's have been this season for the wrong reasons. I sit next to my mate who, who was a semi-pro goalkeeper, and I just love listening to him. And he got so you know when Graben scored that goal that got disallowed. When actually looking oh, back, there was nothing, nothing wrong with, wrong with, with that. that. But the keeper was dreadful for that as well, absolutely dreadful because the ball rolled past it him. Did, like. And when he give a free kick. We, we didn't argue, we thought, oh, he must have had ball, it must have been a foul, because it didn't seem to be much complaining from the Sunderland player. And how excited my mate got with that, he just started going, please just shoot at him, please just shoot at him, please just shoot at him at the top of his... I've never seen him so animated at a football that's, game that's for what, ages. That's what their bench was shouting when we considered the first one. You could say, just just have a shot, just have a shot, and then, you know, you saw what happened. His confidence was shot. And they had a shot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm beckoning you in on the you lunch now because I've moved further the mic. Because Rory was, Rory was, sorry, Frankie's disobeying the, the, the thing. The laws of the laws radio. Of, the laws of radio. The radio <laughs> rules. The guy who's got his own radio show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a maverick, isn't he? I get my own mic on my own show. Yeah, I know. Maybe we should swap. I was, got I loads of mics, mate. Yeah. Mine's unidirectional. Should probably swap. Let's swap them. Watch this. Boom. Bam. Talk. Is that better? How's this? Beautiful. We could have put a break in there, really. Nah, so oh, that's... You, you, you'd know Gareth by now. He doesn't Get do in. Right. He doesn't totally do everyone We all polish this up. We're happy. We're happy. Cut that's, it up. Ab- that's absolutely delightful. Um, we just make all back, the radio uh, for people. Going Sorry. back to Coleman, um, does any... I'm, have anyone had time to watch that Oxford yes. thing of Q&A? Oh, no. no the Oxford Union This thing, is what yeah. I'm saying. I, I watched his press conference and I felt like I couldn't get enough of it. So then as soon as somebody brought that to my attention, I watched it and it was an hour and I sat and watched it all for Ex- an hour. Explain to me what it is. What it maybe is. The it's listeners. loads of like push people, like asking them <laughs> questions. Like, I play hockey. And, Oxford um, Union. I don't like football. <laughs> loads of people like that. Right, okay. Well, Why Coleman's on like a Q&A. No, it's like, is it like in a library in the um, Oxford, Oxford Union. University? Oh, right, okay. Yeah. And like the, on that note, Tony Pulis did one recently and no one turned up. Really? <laughs> barely anyone. Oh it's a bad, bad day for Tony Pulis. Oh, maybe the, maybe the football purists only. <laughs> yeah, a lot of West yeah. Brom, <laughs> lot of West Brom yeah. fans. A lot of Blizzard readers at Oxford University. <laughs> yeah. They would have turned up at Bielsa. It was there. Yeah. They would all have been there. But anyway, um, yeah. It was it's good view, though, isn't it? Really interesting. It's going to spoilers for you. Spoiler alert. Um, Wales get the Wales European get the Champions Finals. Right? <laughs> Gareth Bale's really good at football. Um, the, uh, he was talking about because he had a bad start with Wales, didn't he? And um, he was talking about. See, I don't know if this is good or just that, uh, and this is how most managers approach things. But he was talking about his um, for his first the way he tried to do things at Wales first, and he said that he was. Trying to get his six hundred completed passes in a game, right? That was his plan. That was what it was based around. Because yeah. he said that way in that they'd be do- if they complete six hundred passes in a game, that means they'd be dominating possession, mm-hmm. which means that they'd be dominating the match, <clears throat> which would give them more opportunities to to win the game. And it wasn't working, so he said he decided to look at all all the teams that qualified for competitions. And look at each individual um, sort of factor. So, how many crosses did they put in? How many goals did they score? Um, 
from whichever situations, how many set pieces did they score, how many set pieces they concede, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. And then kind of boil it down and go, right, this is where we are against the the kind of average. Yeah. And say, so we need to do being, doing less of that, more of that, in order to, to qualify for a tournament. So then he like set up to like compl- almost like tick all the boxes. When it's quite talk- Allardyce ish, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, like Chris Coleman didn't he have he had the um, exercise bikes at the side of the pitch he and did, all that, yeah. didn't he? Mm-hmm. It, uh, so he was like quite ahead of the game in sports science, I think. Mm. Um, that was like ten years ago. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I thought it was, I mean, loads of managers probably have those conversations and. But you don't. When t- people talk about you know after the game, all the st- our stats are yeah, our stats were good. Maybe that's what they're talking about when they say our stats were good. Not and you know it's all about doing a series of things in order to yeah. you know get a positive outcome. And I think that's interesting at the moment is that if you look at Sunderland, the kind of goals we're conceding yeah. across the board, I think they'd probably, I would say. I'm not having watched every team in the championship frequently, but I w- I w- I'd wonder comparatively how many um, how many other teams have conceded as frequently from mistakes. Yeah, I bet you. I bet individual you, errors. As soon as an individual, we've seen it get punished for absolutely every single yeah. individual error. Like you know that. Ex- I mean, I'm not a big expected goals thing guy, right? <laughs> an expected goals I'm, I'm thing. An XGG. An XGG. Yeah. <laughs> XGG, um, <laughs> but like it almost that stat actually probably quite works quite nicely for Sunderland because I bet you they expect teams that have played us the expected goals. I bet you that it's well ahead of like where they probably should be. Yeah, they're probably scoring more than they expect to in the games against us. Like mm-hmm. Millwall, we've thrown that game away. They only had they had one shot through. Um, can't remember the striker's name in the in the uh, second half, which was actually right. It was a good save. Yeah, it was a good was. save, and that that was it. They had two yeah. free ki- weak free kicks, which yeah. we've conceded. And you look back Just through all the shots on target. Those really look back through all the all the games and like the goals. It was Steele had fault against Sheffield Wednesday. Really, I mean, that's a shot Every, down everything the Everything in the Ipswich game, the Ipswich game, the Brentford game, the whole game to an extent. Uh, the QPR game, the Bristol City game, um, and then outfield player errors. You look at the Cardiff game and Corney giving away the penalty. You look at um, Browning Forest, against, Forest, against yeah. Forest. I mean, how if you cut that half of those out, yeah. you've probably got six more points. I think one big thing about one way of doing that is I think Coleman had a big thing about just making sure Wales stuck to a game plan no matter what. Because obviously they've got that flair, not just flair, but absolute quality with Bale and Ramsey to a lesser extent. If we can, because we we never looked like we had a game plan under Grayson. You never see what the idea was. It changed every week, didn't it? Well, yeah, and but I think if you can look at it quite similarly, there is a little bit of, for championship level. I'm not obviously none of these are on the level of Gareth Bale, but players like Graben, McGeady, and Dong should be should be shining out a bit more in this division. So if we can get this, the rest of the team sticking to a game plan, that quality will have a little bit more chance to flourish. And if you stick into a game plan you're hopefully going to be cutting out those mistakes as well. And one thing that I'm kind of encouraged about with Coleman in terms of style of play is he always looks, well, did with Wales, very possession-based. He's talking about the 600 passes there. We looked quite good against Middlesbrough for 45 minutes because we were taking our time on the ball, we were keeping the ball. If we had to move it sideways, if we had to move it back, 
didn't mind as long as we were keeping on the keeping on the ball. And again, with a little bit of quality in the side that we have, we should be able to do that quite well, I comfortably. I think that was Grayson's biggest. Yeah, we were always trying to play Eric, too long. He, his, his style of football was yeah. very much used to setting a team up, I don't want to use the phrase underdogs, but a team maybe whose players might not have been as good yeah. uh, from a quality perspective as the opposition. So he thought, I've got to defend first totally. and foremost, hit on the counter-attack, play long, play direct. And it's almost as if that's the only way he knows how to play. Yeah. And he's come to Sunderland with, us, with players who just aren't equipped to play that against a level of opposition that they're yeah. playing against. And when you look at all the games as well, there's never been... We say this pretty much every week. There's never really much of a difference between the two sides in yeah. terms of quality. So if we keep, if we do stick to a game plan, if we're patient on the ball, our quality might have chance to show for once, which it doesn't usually. Instead of just booting the ball long and panicking and then changing things every week, we can have a clear philosophy that we're sticking to, a clear backline that we're sticking to as well, because that gets changed every week. Hopefully, going to get start earning those clean sheets, grinding out results and. Again, it stems from Coleman just being sure of himself. Grayson wasn't sure of himself. That's why he was changing things every week. If Coleman's got this confidence, he'll stick to it. Even if it doesn't if it doesn't work at first, let's say we get beat tomorrow night, we don't get a result against Burton, he's still going to be thinking, I know what to do to get the best out of these players. I know that and get this team up the division. That's how it's coming across at least, um, which you never really got with Grayson at all. And it looked like that on the pitch. He's walked in to yeah, do that and we'll speak about injuries in Forest. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, Chris Coleman has walked into the club and he said he needs a little bit of luck along the way a little bit of luck and we could have had three points on uh, the weekend with that with that disallowed goal I think but what I walked away from the game thinking again, like I do most games there's nothing in this division to suggest we can't put a runner of results together because the, it, it's so bad what he has walked into though is a squad that have, have now suffered from even more injuries and he's going to he's going to struggle to put a team out against Villa he's had a little bit of luck though just not to go away from the point in the injuries but we should win that game for Four one, really, shouldn't we? The, you know, the, the goals we concede, the first, the two goals we shouldn't concede. Millwall would say the two goals they conceded. No, well, were, the would, yeah, disastrous. No, fair keeping effort, goalkeeper efforts as well. That's though. fair. Um, but, but if their keeper makes the error and yours doesn't, that's the perspective you look at it from, isn't it? You, you look at the, you can cancel out your errors, you can't cancel out the opposition's errors. So, but anyway, not to be pedantic. 
But anyway, shall we uh, talk about the injuries and that? Yeah. Bad, innit? Loads of them. Yeah. Hodge. And Dong's going to be forced to play he when, while he's grieving yeah. for lads. Yeah. Like Gibson and Rodwell, potentially. Like, yeah, I'll to... be grieving if it's Gibson <laughs> and Rodwell in this <laughs> game. <laughs> Welcome to Sunderland, Chris. He's yeah. Darren Gibson and... and... Uh, Chris Rodwell, I need to call him. Do we, Jack do we know, do we know <laughs> the extent of them? He's worried about what more in particular, who who's struggled to get anywhere near what what, what player we, we know he is since he's come back. I think that previous injuries affected him. When he left the field at the weekend, again, me, me and my mates were sort of like, I wonder if he's coming back at all here. Because it just, there was, well, a, I think there was bad back, vibes yeah. coming from the whole the whole thing he looked like he down. was so devastated mm. and another serious injury to him we already said if he loses his pace he, he, you know he, he's, he's knackered for the level when you look at the top two divisions certainly yeah it was a real real shame and you could tell he was almost distraught when he came off I think even he, he tried to come off once and then Stockdale kind of put his arm around him didn't he uh, on the touchline and sent him back on for another couple of minutes and then he kind of just you know, knew that it was it was it was coming. If he has done his uh, injury again, uh, as as Stephen says, it, it's going to be hard for him to, to recover. You know, we know Top that level. Just through history. You know, yeah. I mean, um, you see what Proctor used to do the show with, and why well, he was retired at twenty nine, wasn't it? I think he did it twice, didn't he? His, his cruise ship. I don't know. I think he did very early in his career and a bit later in his career. But you know, he he you know, to be fair, Proctor had, was a promising, very promising player, and like, obviously the injuries. Had a massive effect, and you know he tumbled down the divisions, and it's a real shame for for Watmore in a way because his his main attribute was that pace, wasn't yeah. it? And he hasn't really got a trick, and for somebody who plays wide, he's not a tricky winger, is he? He doesn't really beat, he yeah. beats, he knocks it, and goes around the sides. And but we were still seeing people. that against Brentford. Oh, he had a good game and, against Brentford. And after, after such a long layoff and no pre-season, it, it was always going to be a long mm. time until we saw him up to speed. And the reaction on Saturday could just be frustration more than anything because at that age as well you just want to be playing every week and when you go through a year out and it's so intense your rehab that you're going through and then just even thinking shit am I going to have to go through this again it, or like even for just another two months after yeah. finally getting me fitness back well it could hopefully it is hopefully just it, it, yeah you're right. I hope you're right Rory because um you know I think I think uh, we're a lot more threatening with them and you know and you know, and he, and he's obviously a good guy as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he's doing that one percent thing now at a charity, which only him and one man to do, I think. Um, he also saves I lives in his spare time. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. Save lives, yeah. So I mean, if he doesn't yeah. doesn't make a footballer, at least like the world will be the better place because he'll be out saving lives every day. He's quite keen on musicals as well. Seen him in work quite a lot. Really? Yeah, musicals. Yeah, yeah likes yeah, his musicals. Fun. Saw Catamall, didn't you? For a couple of musicals, players for Catamall, surprisingly. Yeah, he came to see the Shawshank Redemption once. Big fan of the Shawshank and Redemption and yeah. something else that I can't remember. But musicals for for Duncan. Yeah, I knew it. He's well cultured. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but uh, I mean, it, the suggestion is it's a bad one because first he hasn't had a scan yet, which suggests that it's what they're waiting for it to go down. The swelling. Yeah, and yeah. That's that's the, that'd be the worry, wouldn't it? If 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 it's if it's come up in overnight in in the morning, you, I mean that's that's the thing with the ACLs. It, you, like I said, McNair last season when he did his, he did his in the first half. He's played sixty minutes with with one yeah. knee, you know, and then when he twisted his back end of the game, obviously he's felt it again. Um, 
Do we know what's up with McNair as well? Um, he's it, it sounded, well, I asked James on, on Twitter and he said that he didn't appear as concerned about McNair. Right. But he was concerned about what more. So just potentially too soon of a game. Yeah, maybe McNair. it's just too... I mean, he seemed to be cramping at the end. Yeah, he was struggling. It's, Had a good game. No, he did. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a real shame. I mean, hopefully in Dong's, you know, joking aside, you know, hopefully... You know he's over. Well, getting over whatever's happened, and you know he, he's in a good state of mind to play because he's going to have to, because there's nobody else. Um, what about Williams? What about? Well, so I think he's saying he'll have to have surgery no. potentially on his shoulder. I God. mean, it's, I mean, what a signing that's been. Yeah. I mean, he's never been available for two games. You know, and this the thing is, this has always been the case with him, and we've bought injury prone injury prone players in the past, and we don't seem to learn our lesson, do we? Um, so there's another one missing. Uh, Wilson went off injured as well at the weekend, did he? Uh, yeah, he's, yes, he's he out. Did, yeah. He's the out. Three, the three injuries we we could make. And again, that was something else that you know, didn't go in our favour because yeah. Stockdale couldn't make any any tactical substitutions no. because there were there were three players yeah. who went off injured. I mean, that's the thing with McNair as well. He's off. He stays on at the end. I mean, he might have gone off if if we had another sub. Um, I think he was getting ready to bring Gibson on at one point, and then he had to take Wilson off, didn't he? Brown and coming off the bench is a bit of a positive though. Him and O'Shea, when they played together yeah, against Preston, right. looked quite good. Yeah. Hopefully Villa game could be a chance for them to and Matthews had a good game again, I thought. Um I think Oviedo Yeah, I think Oviedo's been excellent yeah. for us this Player season. of the season for me. Yeah, he's been excellent. Yeah, he's been positive, hasn't he? He looks, he looks uh, cut above like most of the most of the opposition in terms of his technical ability on the ball. Um, the way he drives, he drives a game from left back at times, especially that second half when he had Spelling and McGeady were just well, that's, you know, that's, all over that's them. Good Mc, McManaman was positive. very good. Yeah, McManaman and Matthews uh, on the other side. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That, that's mm. that's a couple of good things, you know. That you know you could think you know there's potential to mm. you know get something out of those two right hand side and the left hand mm. side. You know, I mean, you know some of the best football we've ever seen at the stadium light in in our lifetimes. Like it was with strong the left and right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but we had. Unbelievable centre midfielders, really, at that level, didn't we? I think Kevin Ball, who you know was player of the season uh, in the Premier League the yeah. season before. We had Ray, hmm. we had McCann, we had uh, Lee Clark. And people in the up Eric, top to put yeah. the ball in yeah. as well. <laughs> so, you know, we just need yeah some of them. <laughs> see, some needs of some good players. <laughs> but in, obviously, he's not, obviously, see you next yeah. week, everyone. <laughs> obviously, he's not going to go to the. Um, he's not going to go to the. Uh, Whatever his preferred formation to three five two, isn't it? For Wales, it was anyway because mm-hmm. he said he had Ramsey and Bale, and he played them as two no, two number tens. Two number tens. Yeah. That, that's a formation, by the way, that I've been advocating <laughs> for years. And he he went and did. Maybe I could have been Wales manager on a different day. And <laughs> on a different day, you you just advocated for I anybody. Got, he he actually I like fitted got, around his team, made sure it was the right one. Got, no, I did say that if the, that gives you the best best balance in defence and attack. Most protection and what was the formation we should have played for a lot of last season as well. Well, we played at Palace and under Allardyce. I remember Watmore and uh, Lens came, came yes, on yeah, second yeah, half yeah. and played him behind the forward. Um, and, and played at Palace good. last season as well. Yeah, so yeah, but it was slightly different because we didn't have the two. No, Yanazai in behind. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I wonder if he'll try and will he look at what we do and what what we've got and then. Base it on yeah. that when he go out and go like the 3 5 first, 2. 
Yeah, he's not going to come in and just say, right, we're playing three at the back. Yeah. Still, we? I That's don't, not the impression I got from him. I don't, think we've, no, got, no, I don't no. think we've got the squad for it. Probably not at the moment. We've probably got the full-backs for it. Like. Um, do we have anyone who can really operate as the number 10? Well, well, I guess McGeady McGeady would, would yeah. be the obvious one. But you're losing McGeady out wide and you're losing McManaman potentially out wide as well. I think Oviedo would suit Oviedo and Matthews quite well, 3 yeah, 5 yeah. 2. But I think you, at the other end of the pitch, you're taking a bit away. And when we have tried to play 3 no, 5 2 this awful, season, yeah. it was. But you know, that, that, that jo- was down uh, to Honeyman, the execution. George as well. Honeyman played left, left wing back, didn't he? Which. It was far from the worst player on the pitch as yeah. well, if I remember rightly. Um, says everything. Yeah. I mean, what are you, what we're going to do about the keeper's situation? I mean, is he? I think he's got to pick right again. He's got to stick with right. I yeah, think. he's got to stick. Because, I think, because to be fair, I think he's better. There were two massive errors in isolation, really, yeah. from from the second half in particular. He looked quite commanding. He looked alright. And right he pulled and, a good save off in the second half, which you yeah. mentioned. Earlier. Good game yeah. against Middlesbrough as well. I know. That's such a shame, isn't it? You know, we. we yeah, you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt because because of the nature. Yeah. But it's not like we're. Sometimes when Steel plays, it looks like everything's going to go in, and he manages to get away with a lot yeah. of it. He scrambles across his goal line and it keeps him out. Right, looked quite composed and quite commanding, apart from those just two massive, massive individual errors, really. Yeah. And the second one was because he's, he's he was shot from the mm. first yeah, one. Yeah. Still, so it was in his head. he didn't have time to recover from it. And he couldn't think about it. He I probably knew exactly what side of the goal it was going to and everything. The second one's almost worse than the first one, in a way, because it's, so regu- it's such a regulation. Yeah. You can explain the first can, one really yeah, The can't, first yeah. one is just one of them daft things that yeah. happens, on, and it's on a Christmas DVD or a video. And then, you know, the second one's just a regulation, you know, saving it, and he's pushed it in. But yeah. I say we were talking about this on Saturday in the Peacock. He's got a problem going to his left, hasn't he? Mm. He's got a problem, and we. We never, I never really thought about this because he had been injured, and David Priest was saying, "Oh, it was a broken collarbone." All right. So discussing that, I don't know which one. I asked him which one it was, um, but he didn't know. But if it was his left, it would explain a lot, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. So he probably he's psychologically, how would you get over that if you've you've broken yeah. your collarbone? Mm. You're diving on that side, you know, you could open that up, separate it, or whatever. Um, then again, at the same time, it's a reaction, isn't it? Like, would you? Be thinking about that when you go to make the save is what I mean. I don't know. Maybe you just hold yourself. Naturally. Maybe it's subconscious. Yeah. 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 Maybe you might carry yourself. You know. If you, you, I don't know. I mean, reading between lines is probably his right one, and it's all loads of rubbish. <laughs> um, but he does have a problem. He does clearly has a problem, which it's a shame. I know, like people, it's it's football, and like it's, it's irrelevant what people are like who are playing the game. You know, the job is to to get results and. He should be criticised, but he seems like a good bloke, doesn't he? Like the way he came across when he signed, and yeah, you yeah. know, he seemed like he spoke really well, really genuine guy. And all reports, people who've spoken who've spent a bit of time with him suggested that he's a really good guy. Um, I'm saying Jason Dale isn't, by the way, but it's just a shame <laughs> when you see when you see you know somebody who's desperate to do well, who's got a good opportunity, and like not taking it, and you know, it's 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 frustrating, but. Um, Especially after that Middlesbrough game when he had a good game. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's got to stick with him, and he and I guess you well, know, he's got to stick with a lot of these players now. And it gets us on back onto when he's coming. He said, hasn't he? You're either in or you're out. And and and, and Ryan Palace has tweeted us and said, he, you know, he said he's going to bomb out some of the players. Who do you think he'll bomb out? He can't do anybody initially because he's got a very very limited mm. uh, group of players he can pick. But does anybody have any ideas of? If somebody we might think Corney is the one that stands out straight away because he said something along the lines of you can't pretend to be committed mm. so you would imagine he'd see through him straight away 
Any other standouts? Yeah, you, you think Corneo was on his way out well, anyway? Yeah. Who else yeah. could you spend money off as well? Yeah, well, I guess. And and Dong, I mean, people seem to be. Uh, people seem to have it. I've decided that Dong is a problem as well. I, I think. Like, I think mean, he's played all right, but I, I think it's like. fair. It would be fair to say if you thought you could get decent money and, and put that back in. Yeah, if you get the spending. While he looks all right, and you think he's still quite young, it's just. I don't know. Could you bring in a couple of people who are more tested, and who could fit in what Coleman's yeah. wanted? A bit yeah. more hardened as well. It wouldn't be the worst. Wouldn't you know be bit the worst thing in the world for me? That if if you thought he could go and you could reinvest that in a couple. Yeah, of I don't think that would be a shame. But yeah, he's, he, a, he's, he's a good player. Well, I do yeah. like him. But. I'd almost that's what I'm saying. I think I'd almost I wouldn't push for it, but I'd, I'd kind of reluctantly accept it yeah. if I thought it was for the greater good. Is what yeah. is what I'm saying. Corny is another one. I mean, God knows what kind of money. I know what we're looking yeah, at we, now. We for him. Some of the players in the squad who you would like, oh, get rid of them, get rid of them. Like you know, they're, they're playing it in a squad. Some of them can't even get a game for us. Yeah. So who's going to come along and buy them, and who's going to give us a decent price? You know, well, West Ham spent eight million pound on Jose Font last year. So I know Moyes is there now, so that might It'll be fine now. Yeah, <laughs> best mates now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just been watching what was going on on Saturday against, on Sunday against Watford. See, so Josh Madger's back tonight for the uh, under twenty threes. So that's a positive on yeah, the injury front. Looks really good in pre-season. Ethan Robson, uh, Lyndon Gooch, Thomas Beedling, and Elliot Embleton aren't in. Your mate, Frankie. Yeah. Um, they aren't in the squad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, maybe they'll be. They'll be able, maybe they'll be involved tomorrow. You'd think Gooch um, would be as well with the middle of midfield Noah problems. Noah Sorrow in that in that team tonight either. I don't know what the situation is with him. I don't know if he's injured or whatever. But yeah, he's not playing either. So maybe he'd be involved. Um, but yeah, we haven't exactly got got a lot of uh, options, have we? No. Left at the moment. Does anyone want to has has a guess of what the starting eleven could be for no. for Tuesday? We'll give it a go. He's going to stick with Roy. I'd be amazed if he doesn't. You'd be stick surprised if O'Shea got dropped. O'Shea uh, Brown, O'Shea and Brown is probably his only option. O'Shea yeah. Brown and and, and the, the same Matthews. fullbacks. Yeah. yeah. You would thought Catamar can't play. He's suspended. Suspenders. Yeah. Toppy Gibson. McGeady at man and wide with Gibson through the middle. Gibson and Dong and Honeyman, as I thought. Yeah, maybe Gooch. Yeah. Um, or and Dong, depending on. Oh, wait, if he goes, he might. You know, he could he could go to a four, bit of a four four one one maybe, and have Gooch playing off, or he could even put Vaughan in. Michael Vaughan, yeah. Up. Um, you know, what are your what are the options? You know, the, the, do you know what they might be better off going four four two because you know we haven't exactly got a. You know, the embarrassment of Richards is that mid- yeah. Richards in the midfield, and I'd rather, I think I'd rather I'd rather put Vaughan in than than Rodwell, than Rodwell or well, rather than Gibson, like Gibson or Rodwell. Who, who or, makes that like, call? Like he's only been there two days. Well, Kit it, Simons was watching the game yeah, on was, Saturday. Yeah. Stockdale is going to help. Is, gonna is he staying help in Stockdale? Well, initially it looks like he, he yeah, was. He's, a, was he's no on the else. photos of training, isn't he? Yeah. He, yeah. Um, he is, yeah. There was one of them in training on Sunday, yeah, which apparently is not on the website anymore. I heard someone say I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see him move him on conspiracy yeah. yeah I wouldn't be surprised to see him move him on quite quickly but well, yeah, I would yeah. I would have thought he would want to get certainly the first game out of the way with him or yeah. if so he close. is or if he is going to um yeah if or if he is going to send him on his way he'll probably sit down and have a chat with him and, and get some advice from him I would have thought it'll probably be the because of the injuries and just because of the quick turnaround it'll probably be the Burton game where we see 
more of a stamp on the team, won't it? Um, or, or even after then, just because all of the, all the boy um, come in. <laughs> Chris Gunter playing at fullback. He said, he said in his uh, his presser as well that he's been speaking to Borley quite a lot about it, and and uh, Andy Melville as well, who was his best mate from back in the day. Um, Andy, Mo- Andy but, Melville's groin stretch. <laughs> Love, but, lovely groin stretch. But, but Borley's Borley knows which of the youngsters could make an appearance in, yeah, the, in, in the first first team. So it'd be interesting if Kev. Goes down to the you know the bench. Yeah, I end- love that. I think I'd be cool. I, would, I would love yeah. that. I, I think, think the fans would love that. Wouldn't the, the fans yeah. seem to be quite on side with Coleman already. But and if you had Bolly there as well, like barking orders on the touchline, yeah, it you, would you give you a lift. Just wouldn't needs it? it as well, doesn't yeah. it? The fans need it. The Again, in that um, in that uh, <clears throat> that interview that he did was he was saying about players don't really respond now to to um, you know a tongue lashing or a hair dry treatment or whatever. Because he was saying, like, what if he's got a real problem with someone? He likes to sit them down face to face over the table and just look them in the eye and say, "Right, this is a problem." Just say nothing. Just look them in the yeah, eye and sort of just be quite deliberate, really coldly. I love to be a fly the he... wall when he speaks to Corny. Yeah, that? you know, <laughs> that's what he likes. That's how he likes to do it. Um, but it'd be interesting if you had someone. I, I don't think you know you need someone like Ball in there ranting and raving. But it would almost be like having somebody in there who is a personality, can really tra- like really transmit what what it means to play for Sunderland, you know, uh, from and a, what from it means a, to be a fan as well. Yeah, and, and, and all the, you know, like yeah, absolutely. And I think they'd be, I think they'd be silly not to consider it when obviously he's mates with Coleman and he's mates. I think he's mates with Kit Simons as well, isn't he, Bally? So yeah, it, it would be a shame not to. Uh, it would be a good, be a good backroom it. team, that wouldn't it? Because Simons himself's got managerial oh, experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, the Fulham fans wanting him in for well, he always he speak, the job. Well, whenever he? you see him pop up on the telly and stuff, he always speaks well as well. Does anyone know what the context was of Ball coming up in the press conference? Was he asked about that, or did Coleman mention that? You know, I that he'd been he was speaking just, to him? I think he's mentioned it. He yeah. just said, uh, yeah, he said he'd Andy Melville. Right. Because yeah. that does kind of make you think a little bit like he's, he is considering him, unless like he's just asked about it outright by a journalist. I think he was just kind of talking about. I think it's more about what he knows about the club. Right. Interesting he, that he's uh, obviously moving here as well. But he didn't want to come here before he agreed to be the manager, which I, I thought was fascinating. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was good. It's the opposite of Moyes, isn't it? So you can't say he didn't do his uh, due diligence then, can you? <laughs> because he, cause what he said is, he, I, don't, I don't know who it was who told him, but he said he spoke with someone yeah. and they said, if you if you have a doubt about it, don't go because you'll see the facilities and you'll you'll. I sign. think that was Bolly, wasn't that? Well, was if, if that's who he's talking to, Bolly and Melville, then... Maybe. Two and two. So Frankie's inside him for. Questionable. <laughs> good good IT Kian for yeah. Frankie over the weekend. <laughs> no, that, but yeah, I, I think that the commitment <laughs> bringing uh, with the way he said, you know, me and my wife were, were going to move to Sunderland. We we're very committed. Hmm. I haven't had that for a while, have we? They're normally just living at the Ram side or something. Bruce was the last person, I think. Yeah, I so I think it was James Hunter yeah. tweeted that. And Keane, obviously. Uh, and that's got to be an issue, that hasn't it, as well? Like, it's a bit hypocritical oh, of a manager didn't, to didn't expect a player to come up and buy actually. into everything if, yeah. he's, not, if he's not going to do the same. Maybe. Good point, yeah. Yeah, Poyer lived in, like, Ashbrook, apparently. Yeah, he did. I remember saying that. I think it's important. Like, Hauscher was one of the. What was the little dude called? The mad guy. Oh, Terrigal. Yeah, didn't they? Like, how should <laughs> That's, that's the next series of the flat there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some offensive South American accents. Yeah. He, um, I think, it, you know, people talk about Sunderland and what it is, and, you know, people talk about the um, Goldfish Bowl, North East football, and we're, you know, we're one, one club city, really. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I think the vast majority of people it's all about Sunderland Football Club isn't it really um, you know, when it's people talk about even people who aren't that bothered about football it's weird because you speak to people who aren't bothered about football who live here but then when they've moved away somewhere or something like that it's weird to still look at the Sunderland results because yeah. it's like a link to home and just, it's, it's the biggest part massive, of the town, isn't it's it? It's such a yeah. massive thing, and I think um, being here, and it, you know, from all reports, apparently he went all over Wales doing talks and trying to tell people about, you know, what he what he wants to achieve, what his expectations are with with the players that mm-hmm. he's got, and his approach and what his thinking is with the management and of, of, of Wales, and hopefully he'll do that with Sunderland. But that's you know? the initial impression you get, isn't it? Like he wants to recreate that spirit that he yeah. had at Wales, and I don't mean just doing like brilliantly on the pitch. Like obviously he wants to do that, mm. but it's what he said about getting the team spirit together. How you get yeah. that through the hard times. Mm. It's easy to be everyone's mate when everything's going well. I think they said when you're like three nil up and everything. So throwing yourself in into the place, into the into the city that you're managing, into the city that. I'm saying that the football club's like the most important part. Like when you're the manager of Sunderland, you're almost like the figurehead for the city. Like when Niall Quinn was the chairman, Niall Quinn was like yeah. the president of Sunderland, Sunderland, essentially, yeah. wasn't he? And that is what being the man. It does sound really cliche and like a bit cheesy, but that is kind of what it is. You are like the man, like the, the, the where everyone goes on the Saturday afternoon, whenever you're the man that, you, yeah. that everyone, everyone is put in the city's putting their faith in. So if you're immersing yourself in that and looking to create that positive attitude which he did brilliantly with Wales you know that is quite think, yeah. it's hard not to get excited by that I think being present in the community yeah yeah exactly such a big thing being I visible think, yeah and I think you know I'm sure we'll see photos of you know Chris Coleman wandering past TK Maxx or whatever at some point like we saw with Poirier I guarantee it'll, it'll open the new bridge won't he like yeah, there'll be a ceremony yeah. for that it's Bring definitely going to be Coleman I like what he yeah. said because you thought it was going to be you, didn't you, Frankie? Damn! <laughs> tell you why he wins four games in a row. They might name the bridge <laughs> after him. Yeah. To be honest, no, do we get a chance to name it? Yes. I think I think it's going to be like yeah, uh, Bridgie yeah. McBridge face. Yeah, has to be the Chris no, Coleman panels. Where... Panels whittled it down. We'll select a few. I think. Oh, okay. um, <clears throat> it's interesting when, when he said that you know his Call wife crossing. His, <laughs> his, his wife was excited about here probably because he's thinking that. Look what we can get for two million quid up there. And have a look to see what you can get for two million quid yeah. compared to London though. No. We've come out so, here and he'll yeah. bought the studio. Yeah, yeah. Where where, where are you living? Uh Rickleton. Whereabouts? <laughs> All of us. Rickleton. Yeah. 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 The are coming tomorrow. It's quite nice in Rickleton actually. So there are some quite big houses there. Maybe they will live in Washi. Mm, Who knows? In the districts. Are they a fan of Roundabouts? In the districts. Yeah. There's some good, feel good things as well. He said when he was like bigging us up, saying, "No, this this is a huge club. I'll probably never get the chance to yeah. uh, manage someone as big as this in my career and, and, again." And not annoying that the West Brom job was about to come up because yeah. everybody knew Pulis was, was yeah, wasn't yeah, going to make true. another week. Yeah. He's a Swansea lad. Clements hardly. You know, well, you say he turned the Swansea got, job down. Got the most secure job. Well, so I mean, I mean, because Ray Pollock's been an idiot today on the radio saying, "Oh, <laughs> Coleman yeah. will be Coleman will be kicking himself now because the West job, West Brom jobs come up." And I think he's just totally missing the ob- the the point there, isn't he? But because he, did, he, 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 he would have known. As well, well, he'll have he? known that the West job, uh, the West Brom job, West job Brom. That's quite hard to hear that. The West Brom job, yeah, it's not. It is. <laughs> it is not. It, it made me feel good as a, as a fan that you know. Someone you know with charisma, which he has in abundance, it yeah. seems. You know, was saying like we're we're a big club. 
we we mentioned that when when the night Grayson was sacked, Phil Neville was on Five Live, and he was saying, as an outsider, this is a huge opportunity, something massive club, you know. Yeah. And it's just nice to hear someone, yeah. you know, saying that about our fighting club again, corner. fighting our corner, you know. I think he's absolutely right. What he said is that you know once it gets, he wants to get it rocking and rolling again. Or, that was his words. That and was his words. Gets, once he gets it moving, it'll be kind of implying it'll be you know unstoppable, and that's it was and it's true. Well. Get the city rock and roll. It's rolling, true. That's what it's he said. Yeah. It's true. Going to get the concerts back in twenty twenty one. Bid is going to come in. The Coleman Crossings open. <laughs> if you go to Coleman's Fish and Chip Shop, he'd love that. <laughs> if you get thirty five thousand people in the stadium alight, happy every week, you know that it it just makes such a massive difference, and people can talk about fans being negative in the ground and there's no you know we've talked about at the start of the show the fact that we haven't won in 20 at home and that's why that's happened it's not mm-hmm. it's not about rubbish support or whatever and the, the team there's a cliche goes the team's got to give the fans something to shout about and if they can together the the whole the whole thing together there's no reason why they can't get up the league I, I, I'm I still even though people have said you know relegation and all this I'm still not even I don't. From what I've seen this season, see, we cut out the mistakes. We're probably twelfth, eleventh, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not saying everyone can cut out the mistakes. You make some, but the volume of mistakes we've made and the volume of you know put the ratio of times of being punished is it's probably ninety percent of the time we're being punished for our mistakes. It, it, it's a constant thing. You need someone to come and eradicate yeah. them because some are self-inflicted <clears throat> but some like we saw against QBR and Bristol City where Jason Seal's been blocked in by the goalkeeper and we've let them do it hmm. that can be corrected that yeah. can be corrected you know stuff like that and that that's what we need someone who's going to look at it and correct things and put the platform in place the most frustrating thing I think about Middlesbrough game when you look back the amount of goals we've scored this season we get beat off them 1-0 yeah. You know we've scored two, them, two, three, yeah, two goals. Chance yeah, in every in every game, you know we're scoring a hatful, but we can't keep them out, and then we concede one, and you know we don't score, so yeah. we don't get anything. It's really frustrating. Right though, like with cutting out the mistakes. Let's say we just go on a bit of a run now. We're probably not going to make playoffs or anything like that. I don't. No, no one's you considering need two that. A game if yeah, you that that would just be absolutely sensational. It's not going to happen. Well, let's say we just big Villa tomorrow night. Be, you know, oh, well, you know what? Second, second place still available. Yeah. Um, but let's say we go on a bit of a run. We don't. Let's not like we fighting to survive in the last day. We finish like thirteenth, fourteenth. Probably we've gone in uh, next season. The most positive we've been in years, mm. haven't we? If Coleman just like puts a bit of a stamp on the team and has us looking hard to beat yeah. again, then you'd be thinking, "Wow, full yeah. season with this in the championship yeah. and with." In, a yeah, few players and game, exactly like that's that's mad. There's also a little bit of a presumption that more funds will be available in the summer because certain players will, on big contracts will go on more and there'll be parachute payments. When that's does um, Jack Rowell's contract end? Uh, not soon enough. Is it the four-year daily he signed oh, on? Two I'd rather not think about it. I just want to thank people for coming to the Peacock by the way at the weekend. Good turnout for David Priest. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was very in, who was very insightful as always? as well. But it's the best turnover for yeah. a while in there, and that, I think that says a lot about just the positive, a little bit positivity coming yeah. back, just because people thought Coleman was was on the brink of. Doing and there was twenty seven thousand in the ground, according to official attendance, and I think I know some people have said, well, it's been nowhere near that. I think it was probably closer to twenty seven at the weekend. Right. That's it, I, thought. I thought about twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was pretty yeah. pretty close the to twenty seven. Quite good for the first time. There's been like a real 
world of where the lads and stuff yeah, like that. Because yeah, yeah. they were positive on the ball and, and when McManaman's playing fullbacks in and stuff, that's yeah. what people want to see yeah. as fans. Paul McManaman was cracking that guy in the second half. He was really like, I, I love, I love that when someone, and you can see Noah McGeady's been out badly out of form actually the last few weeks, but at least he wants it. And he's, he's created a few things. To you be know, fair. he's committing. I mean, Graham was a bit unlucky. No, it looked worse on the telly, but I thought he was, he was just, he half a, just half was a yard, uh, half a yard um, away from getting his toes on. It was a bit of a, a gas going. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, McManaman and in in, in McGeady, if they, you know, they get get supporters off the seats, don't they? Yeah. You know, and that that's that's what people enjoy. And if people <clears> go to the games and enjoy them, and you win a few. People go, oh, go to the match at the weekend, enjoy that, and that's what people want because it's been miserable for too long. Yeah. So as soon as he gets that going again, let's be positive and say he is, rather than wonder, speculate whether he whether he will or won't. Um, We've got a little while till our next home game, haven't we? Uh, well, second. second. Two weeks. Yeah. Well, if we can if we can enjoy the next couple of days, because then we'll get stuff three 0 of Villain. Coleman's uh, post match press conference will be going. Something wrong here. <laughs> Something yeah, yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. In a relegation battle. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger yeah. on it. Deep rooted. Rotten core. <laughs> Deep rooted problem. Yeah. Yeah. But we're all happy. We're happy for now anyway. Thanks for listening. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.